Good morning. Good morning. Did you reset the button of your life? Yes. How many of you did your homework? Just only a few. <laughs> I want to repeat that homework today again. <laughs> Some of you tried, and how did it go? Yeah. When you reset the button, the return key was functioning and follow your command. Did you find any problem or any issue? Yes, I did. I did find myself enormous difficulties and challenges of resetting my button as well as resetting my computer. I used this opportunity really <laughs> literally reset my computer because it, it slowed down and sometimes gives you a signal that um, your memory is too full. So I decided to delete some of them. And mistakenly, I didn't know, <laughs> mistakenly I deleted the important application. So my computer didn't function well. So last Sunday, after service, I reset my computer back to go back to the factory-made optimal condition. And guess what? <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so I need professional uh, help. <laughs> so like resetting my computer, it has a lot more difficult to reset ourselves, reset our mind, reset our thought, reset our body and heart. Because it is not easy to restructure ourselves, rearrange our habits, and reorganize ourselves. So we have to reset ourselves every morning to begin a new day with a this reset button. So it's a different homework today. Not just the ones you reset every Sunday, but every morning we have to reset our button to go back to the optimal condition of this Buddha nature. So we repeat the process again and again until it functioned well. Sometimes we trial and error because we don't know that much about ourselves. See, this resetting process really allows us to know who we are, to know ourselves completely. We need to learn how to change, how to alter our mind, our heart, our body. So today I will focus on number seven of our essential dharmas of daily practice. Let us change resistance to learning into willingness to learn. How do you practice that? It's a daily practice. Not just the once in a while we learn here through Dharma talk or Sunday together like this. It's a daily practice, which means Every single day, we have to practice meditation to restore inner peace and joy, cultivate wisdom to know our own Buddha nature, our total whole being, and to 
practice loving kindness and compassion and to incorporate all the four qualities in our practice. What are the four qualities, by the way? Anybody remember? What are those four qualities to make you progress? Yes. We need these four qualities, whatever we do, if we want to be successful. Finding your job, you need faith, courage, perseverance, and inquiring mind. Or building your business, you need faith in what you're doing. Right? Perseverance, uh, courage, courage to launch new things, new projects. Perseverance and inquiring minds. Anything you do, you need to apply these four qualities. You will be surprised to see the outcome of your effort. And do you practice uh, those four qualities every day? Since this is daily practice, it means daily we have to practice faith, courage, perseverance, and inquiring mind. Do you practice uh, gratitude every single day? Yes, very good. Because it, it turns miracles into miracle if you practice this gratitude. And number seven was, uh, how do we cultivate your confidence and self-reliance? Daily, do you? Do you cultivate that daily? One, then yourself recognize, your body recognize, your mind recognize, oh, my master is doing right things. I want to cooperate with her, with him. So today we will focus on number seven, resistance to learning into willingness to learn. So our community is a learning community, learning about ourselves, learning about how to live, learning about how to live well and live better. So we are learning together and grow together psychologically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. So if we learn well, practice everything, every day, and grow spiritually to live our lives in this way, we can make our life the most meaningful and most beautiful on earth. So this is your choice. So Tessan said, having been born as a human among all the four types of birth, we should have a love of learning. Okay, love of learning helps us develop our wisdom and direct intuitive understanding and knowing of Dharma and in emptiness. Fortunately, I have a love, love of learning. Do you? Yes, that's why we are here, right? Learning new things. I was born in America, but was born in Korea and came to us here, to New York, for us to learn new Dharma, one Dharma here. In fact, a lot of people who are highly successful, they have a love of learning. So love of learning 
make us happy and content. So think about the what do you learn most nowadays? Where is your love of uh, learning focus at this moment? So now a real question in living in this most compelling world and compelling time in human history, what are the most urgent learning do you need? We are living with the digital media. Last Sunday, Kim talked a lot about it and helps us a great deal how to, how to live better, how to practice the right speech with it. We need to be very mindful of what we learn. I don't want to learn about what's happening in Washington, D.C. anymore. <laughs> I don't want to learn what's happening in Syria anymore. Of course, you know, my heart goes there, but not sing every single minute, you know, checking the world news. So think about what are the most urgent learning we need is to live well, because it affects every aspect of our life. And living well requires good health and well-being. So UN Sustainable Development Goals, how many of you know United Nations has this Sustainable Development Goals? And Kim, where did you learn about this? From my wife. From my wife. Yes, Margareta will bring that information. <coughs> Surprisingly, we have a, how, many, how many goals do we have for these uh, sustainable development goals? 17. Yes, thank you, Lambert. Surprisingly, we have them on the entrance here. Did you see? The, the sustainable development goal in our entrance uh, announcement, it, it says like this, right? Surprisingly, seeing this, not rested here yet, but I want you to pay attention to this because I love what UN does nowadays. When you look at this uh, 17, uh, UN Sustainable Development Goals. Number three here, number three says good health and well-being. Finally, finally, UN does what uh, it's supposed to be doing. Helping seven billion, now more than seven billion others, helping everyone on earth to ensure their good health and promote their well-being for all at all age. So it is critical to learn how to cultivate and sustain good health and well-being. First of all, we need to practice love of learning to heal our body, our mind, our heart, and restore our spirit. 
Spirit here means Buddha nature. So we all have spirit, right? Anyone here do not have a spirit? You couldn't be here without that. We need vivid internal visualization of recovering our good health and well-being. We have to internalize and internally rehearse again and again to heal our body, mind, heart, and spirit. First of all, we have to deal with our body first. We have to heal our body by creating oneness in our body. We all know there are many things in our body, right? We have many organs like uh, lung and heart, stomach and kidney and liver. They are all working together to sustain you. If they communicate well and generous to share the energy you put it in your nutrition whenever you eat, if all your organs in your body are cooperating and peacefully coexist, they don't compete to get the energy from your nutrition. If you lose your balance in your body, your body, some organs need more attention, so they try to get more nutrition from your eating. So we think about it. all your organs in your body, how are they? Are they healthy and happy and relaxed? What do they have attention? I need you to take care of me here. Do they give you any signal like that? Not only we have different organs, different, these organs are now cooperating together, called, we call system. What kind of system do we have in your body? We call, when you breathe in, oxygen coming in our lung, and the lung provides the oxygen to the heart, and heart use this oxygen to circulate all the blood in your body. So we call it respiratory system. Are they functioning well? Uh, my body doesn't do it well. I mean, you see, I'm coughing a lot. I'm allergic to many things. So my respiratory system uh, needs a lot more healing. So when you eat something, not only you eat and your stomach is full and happy, but when you eat, your stomach digested and uh, deliver nutrition to the liver, and liver observe it, and they use it in their body to function well, and the waste, they send it to the intestines and kidneys. So all these systems are working very, very cooperatively as one. So we call it digestive system. We, we are have uh, all different hormones in our body. Some of you experience that you, when you're aging it. When you were young, I never anticipated this kind of experience. But when you're aging, the hormone in your body is changing. So 
we call it the endocrine system. So a lot of different systems working hard, cooperatively, peacefully as one to sustain your health and help you to keep your wellness and well-being. In addition to this, the organs and systems, there are so many cells in your body working together, cooperating together, and communicating each other to help you to live better. So how many cells in your body? Anyone knows? How many cells in your body? Billions, yes, close. How many billions? Three billion. Three billion, good guess. <laughs> Think of the how many are working for you to survive, to live better, live well, and simply to live. How many cells are working for you? Right, always changing, always growing, but same numbers. They die, and the new cell be born. Trillion, yes. Who said trillion? Yes, good guess. <laughs> How many trillions? <laughs> Thirty-seven point two tr trillion cells in your body, working, communicating, helping and cooperating to help you to live. Wow, think about it. So lots of cells in our body working so hard to make you live better and live well. If these cells in our body do not communicate, what will happen? Sick, yeah. If you get sick, oh, it doesn't make you happy. Cancer cell, what is cancer cell? Cancer cell killing people, right? What is a cancer cell does in your body? Do they communicate with the rest of the body, rest of the cell in the body? They miscommunicate, they don't communicate with the rest of the cell. There's a big, big problem, right? So many people suffer with this cancer, and these cancer cells in the body do not communicate with the rest of the world in the body system. So it is uh, something very careful not to uh, neglect them. We have to activate them, nourish them, thank them, have a deep gratitude for 37.2 trillion cells. We have to thank a lot. It takes a while to thank each cell. So <laughs> each cell be happy. Oh, yeah, now I got nutrition. Now I got attention. Now I got love and care. So I can be happy. So I can help her happy, help him to be happy, to live well. So the first thing, uh, love of learning, to learn about your body system. If you allow your body to be resting and healing, your body has tremendous power to heal by itself.
your body has the wisdom to restore this original uh, nature. Optimal condition, which were made by factory when you were born, right? <laughs> and second, we need to heal our mind by cultivating oneness in our mind. We have so many different thoughts, different ideas, different memories, different um, chattering uh, noises. So our mind learned the resistance from life around us. And now our mind is fighting with ourselves and resisting us. So we have to come and give a very gentle care and love to our mind and quiet our thought. Do you know how many thoughts you have per day? <laughs> our thought is much less than cells, the number of cells in our body. <laughs> so how many thoughts do you have per day? Waking and sleeping, yes. I'm very fascinated by this neuroscientist now to do research and make it available for us to understand better about ourselves, especially our mind. We have between 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts per day. Per day, not per week or per lifetime, just per day. Think about it. So we have a mega house in our brain to have that kind of a, ooh, busy thought coming, passing through our brain. It is very useful to study our brain and our mind to be healthy. With this digital uh, device in our hand, our brain, our mind is overloaded. You have to catch yourself. Overloaded and Cluttered. And thus resulting, this is too much information. Normally, out of this 70 or 50 to 70,000 uh, thoughts, yeah, a lot of them are negative thoughts. This negative thought resulting in our body with the stress, anxiety, chronic fatigue syndrome, insomnia, and depression. We have to learn how to deconstruct this, this uh, thinking pattern, how to deconstruct our mind by letting go of this uh, destructive thought in our mind. We have to empty this damaging thought. How often do you empty your trash can at home? Every day. Very good. How often do you empty your trash can in your mind, in your thought? Every day. So when you pay attention to this like that, we need to reduce our thinking and increase our feeling. Because when we have too much thinking, we don't feel anymore. So feeling is very important, especially 
feeling about the, what's happening in my body, any unbalance, any tension, any uh, unhappy cells or unhappy organs competing my attention. And to know about your feeling of your mind. When you have too much thinking from what you read, when you heard, when you talked about, then there's no space or, or time for your feeling. So we need increase feeling about the, what is happening in our body, in our mind. Sometimes our mind is so tired. I don't know what's wrong with this too much thought going on. I don't know how to stop it. Maybe your mind's screaming it, but you're too busy with the device and you don't pay attention to it. You don't know. And feeling about what's going on in our heart. <coughs> All those emotions arise. Good, sometimes not so good. And feeling about what's happening in our spirit. So we need to focus on inner peace and joy through practice of essential dharma of daily practice. What is happening in our body and mind is deeply influencing how we live our life or not. So we need to link this oneness of our body and mind, body, mind, heart, together with the spirit, with this Buddha nature. Second, uh, practice a love of learning to deal with resistance or opposition in your life. Sometimes it's coming from internalized oppression or resistance coming from people around you. When you hear inner voice of judging you or scolding you or blaming you with a phrase like that, you are not good enough. You are not doing enough. This is the voice of your ego, voice of your internalized oppression. It is not your authentic self not coming from your Buddha nature within you. Sometimes we are oppressed by our own boss, mean boss, or anybody who are very harsh on you. Normally, they are very close around you, and living with you all the time, bugging you all the time, with a pushing button like this. Uh, keep saying that. So oppression is bad enough, right? But internalized oppression is worse because you do not know the oppression, do not know cause of oppression, nor the oppressor. So please know today and affirm it today that you are good enough because you have a Buddha nature within you. Remember that you are doing enough because you are learning Buddha Dharma. You came Sunday here to this uh, spiritual center to learn this Buddha Dharma, 
which will totally shift and transform ourselves to be a new way, to be a whole person and full human being and help others to do so. So be patient with your practice. <laughs>